0: Noon straight up. Happy lunch hour here with Gresham. Keith, Andy Hart is in for Keith this week as uh, the Keiths have welcomed baby number two. A lot of ladies in that house. Keith is surrounded. He's got no chance. Good for him. Yeah, good for him. That's Hi, right, Georgie. The world, Keep him in line. The world needs girl dads too. Yeah, de-dork him a little he bit is, too. He is. He's got the perfect temperament for it, right? Yeah, he'll be fine. Some of us are made to deal with boys. Some of us are made to deal with girls. That's true. I am a, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm just a stepdad, so I can take a half a step to the left and be like, well, that ain't my problem. But then again. The one there to yell at. him. joining us now on the Harbor One Hotline is our friend Tommy Curran of NBC Sports Boston. He is sponsored by Leonard Hare and by Unified Office, where they help businesses maximize every incoming call at unifiedoffice.com. And Tommy Curran joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. Good afternoon, Tom Curran. How are you, friend? What's up, Andrew? Hello, Andrew. <laughs> you're, a, you're a boy, dad, right? Three? Got to gotta ride him pretty hard. We had 3 and 3 years. They were
1: great though. They couldn't have been luckier. They, <laughs> they are good dudes.
0: They couldn't have been luckier. Is that the No, we couldn't have been luckier. Oh, we. I they, thought they- you said it sounded like you said you couldn't have been lucky. They couldn't have been luckier. Oh, I got you. Okay. Well, uh a uh, unlucky break, sprain. However, we want to term it uh with Mac Jones and the Patriots. I know that uh our uh, mutual thin friend Mike Giardi just had a tweet out about Mac Jones seeking a second opinion with Dr. Martin O'Malley, who is apparently a specialist team doctor for the Brooklyn Nets. Tommy, where do we stand on this whole second opinion? Because as we learned with the Gronkowski family, second opinion was a dirty word. I'm not getting that sense here. What do you know about the Mac situation?
1: I find it fascinating in that this is a very, I wouldn't say tenuous but it's an interesting spot for the Patriots in their relationship with Mac Jones. Every single player in the NFL should always seek a second opinion. And that's no disrespect to any team doctors of whom I've had relationships with a few cordial and and friendly relationships, but there is an inherent conflict of interest between team doctors and players. They're paid by the team. They want the player out there as soon as flipping possible And if that means um, recommending a route that gets that player out there, whether it be surgery or non-surgery, and you can get him out there quicker with incurring some risk, then you go ahead and do that. But understanding who Mac is, the juncture in his career, the situation he's been kind of thrust into in 2022, I think the Patriots would be extremely wise, and I imagine that they will be, more inclined to be cautious than aggressive.
2: And I think that's a great idea. Tom, can you just um, clarify here, according to what everything you've read and sourced and whatever it might be, what are sort mm-hmm. of the, the the best and worst case scenarios here? Best case scenario
1: would be two weeks. Welling goes down, he's able to get out there and play. And again, but worst case scenario from stuff I've sourced and, you know, medical personnel I've communicated with. who take care of athletes. Um, you know, it's basically two to eight weeks was what they said. Depends on the severity. The severity, given his reaction, is pretty extreme. And one would have to say, you're probably not going to see him before Halloween. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's, again, that's speaking with every single doctor we speak to now is going to speak about sprain severity, grades grades of the sprain but it's going to be how his ankle responds to rice you know, <laughs> grade, ice, compress elevate whatever rest. yes rest so ice. how does it do we'll find out how much does he move around how well is he able to plant on it it's his his left foot so he's striding onto that but he's not going to be able to do squat for two weeks i would think
0: Tommy Kern of NBC Sports Boston here with Gresham. and Keith Hart in for Keith today. Tommy joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. Hart and I were talking a little bit earlier, earlier Tom, about you know the uh, the Bill Belichick sort of the pressure, the the leering eye of say Robert Kraft, and without Mac Jones, it's almost like, well, what are we supposed to do overall record wise? However, with the offensive coordinator. It feels like there might be more of a spotlight on Matt Patricia. Can you dial up a play or two to spring someone free to steal a score? Things like that. How do you view now the evaluation of not only Belichick, but is there more pressure on Matt Patricia because Mac is gone, whereas some might say eh, it'd be the OC where the pressure would be off because you don't have your starting quarterback?
1: I think you press pause on the evaluation of the record. And I think this year, and Belichick has kind of insinuated it, that he hopes to, it to be process-oriented. While Kraft did insinuate he wants it to be results-oriented and he wants a playoff win, how's the team performing? I think in some ways this could be a blessing for Matt Patricia in that he's going to have on the field a guy who certainly at this juncture has well more experience running an offense, Breaking down defenses and being in on offensive meetings and planning in Brian Hoyer than, than Matt Patricia does, and that can help him. What I'll be fascinated to see is whether or not the Patriots scrap their very dedicated efforts to get the ball down the field. Mac is leading the league in um, depth of target, far and away on average depth of target. Devontae Parker leads the league. Will they continue with that? Because it did show signals of having its benefits in the last game, despite the way it ended. Or will they back it off with Brian Hoyer? I'm I'm fascinated to see this, but I don't foresee this thing crashing into the side of the mountain
2: with Brian Hoyer there. Tom, were you surprised that we heard from Mac yesterday, and and was it productive? No on both counts. (laughs)
1: I wasn't surprised because he hadn't done his, his post Yep. And I think it would look ridiculous if you have a sprained ankle and can't talk to the media about what went on in the game in Sunday. I, I understand you're in dire need of some medical attention and evaluation in the immediate aftermath of the game, as he was and did, so we get it. Don't with the media after the game. It's the second time in three weeks. But health takes precedence. If it doesn't fit in, it doesn't fit in. But if you can't speak to the media because of a sprained ankle and kind of just debrief on what happened on the field. That would be a little bit out of step with what someone would expect. And again, if it's unfair, it's unfair, but you keep going back to the guy who was here before, you know, Brady was available virtually every single game he played this 20 years here. Wasn't there after his ACL, but that was understood, I guess, but right.
0: yeah, I'm babbling. Babble alert. <laughs> Tommy, Bailey Zappi is not under consideration to get any snaps here, is he? No. Thank you. That was no. easy. You thank, didn't have to babble on that one. Thank God on that. And so We're, not, were Tom, not, you, not at that point. The last time everybody saw Hoyer, he was driving
1: the car into a bridge abutment, yeah. but he had no time to get ready for that Kansas City game. Yeah. You know, Mac – excuse me, Mac, Cam Newton – you know, had COVID. It was a Friday. I think it was Sunday morning, and then the game got moved around. I can't even remember all the logistics of that week. But Brian Hoyer had no opportunity to get ready for that game, and yeah, he threw a couple of mind-numbing picks.
2: But he actually was moving the ball before the second of the mind-numbing picks. Uh, they'll be fine. Uh, they'll be fine. Uh, speaking of that sort of tone, do you you mentioned earlier the record? How does this affect what you thought their record was going to be? Is this like minus three wins because Mac's not going to be out there for a month? Or how do you deal with the thoughts on what their record might be? You know, I figured they would be an 8-17 to begin with.
1: Not only 15 games. I long. was going to say not enough. Um, an 8-19. <laughs> um, an 8-19 to begin with. You know, sub-500. Yep. I don't know if he's going to steal any games for you, Brian Hoyer, that Mac wouldn't otherwise get. But I don't know if he's going to blow games for you. I mean, did he blow the Kansas City game a couple years ago, or were they going to lose that anyway? You could make a contention, maybe he kind of blew it. Yeah. Blew but it. <laughs> what was your point? It didn't help. It didn't help. <laughs> but again, you know, you watch him, Andy. Am I? We don't sit right next to each other during training camp, but we watch enough Brian Hoyer reps. There's enough pop in his arm from zero to 15 yards. Yeah. There's enough command. There's
2: enough touch. Yeah, he's not to incapable. To a drive. Yeah. He's not incapable is the way I would put it.
0: Uh, he can get you to 20 points. So, Tommy, we'll help you out here and not talk about Hoyer, but talk about the actual game that went down on Sunday. Offensively, it ended bad because Mac got hurt, but they got to 26 and had a chance to arguably be in the 30s if they don't you know, get sloppy with the football. Did the offense take a step forward on Sunday, independent of what happened with Mac?
1: 100%, Andy, yeah. And that's the second week in a row it took a step forward. It's interesting to figure out, for them to figure out exactly what they want their identity to be, because obviously they want to press the ball down the field and get chunk plays the days of 8, 10, and 12 play drives are over because eventually somebody's going to line up wrong, get a hold, or you're going to get a run stuff. So get chunk plays. But in doing that, you're going to go against your philosophy of treating the ball with such extreme care that there's never any turnovers, which is what they subscribe to during Tom Brady. So is it a philosophical shift based upon the rest of the league and the scoring that's done? Is it a philosophical shift based upon the quarterback you have? and what you perceive to be the weapons around him? Is it based on the defenses you go against? Is it based on, hey, the rest, everybody else is scoring 30. We better figure out a way to do it too. I find that to be interesting, but you cannot deny that in each of the last two weeks, Matt Patricia, even though some of the offensive play calling might be
2: head-scratching or primitive, has gotten a lot out of the offense in both weeks. We noticed Bill Belichick maybe taking a little bit more active role or at least an active role on the sideline in the offensive coaching on Sunday. Do you think that was a one-week thing? Or are we trending more in that direction? Was that as planned? Where do you think Bill's input on the offense, especially on game day, lies right now?
1: That's the second week um, that that's happened. They had the switch, too, with Billy Yates coming down yep. the previous week. So I think that's going to continue. And I think it should continue. There's There's a... You're going to have to get to 24, to 27 points a lot of weeks. Not the Bears week. You'll be fine. <laughs> but You're going to have to get there. So in doing so, you need all hands on deck. Again, I think Patricia overall relative to the way it looked in August, you'd have to give him a B based upon expectations. But he still needs to be propped up because he's got a million different responsibilities in addition to doing a job that he's just starting to really learn and get familiar with as a play caller.
0: Tommy, what about the defense? Uh, how much of that was Lamar Jackson, a unique player, a unique situation in trying to defend him? How much of it is overall flaws in this defense?
1: I think that it was 88% Lamar. <laughs>
2: That's his
1: number. 88% Lamar. I like it. I, I I really
2: feel that way.
1: You know, I think with the speed – and elusiveness of him, the Patriots tried to address it personnel-wise with their defense. I think the absence of Kyle Duggar didn't help, even though they still have plenty of speed and tackling ability on the field. He's just a unique player at a unique juncture in his career, and he's almost impossible to prepare for. The Patriots, as John Harbaugh said after the game, seemingly dared him to run.
2: So as a result, he ran and it really busted him on a few times. Tom, circling back to Mac, uh, I asked Andy the question earlier, is there a time or a record at which you would not bring Mac back? And what I mean by that is if you're, I don't know, two and seven when he's ready to come back, does he come back no matter what, or would there be a line you'd cross where he would be done for the year?
1: There would be absolutely no line I would cross with an ankle sprain, nor would I think that that would exist for from Mac, and it's a good question just to get the conversation out there. But with a neck, a back, a
2: shoulder, uh, you know, arm ligament, no, but an ankle, Ooh. yeah, he, he, right. Well, well, I'm just going down the road of yes, I agree with you sort of on that. But if you're two and seven, well, you know how the Bengals got good fast. Joe Burrow missed a year, and they got Jamar Chase, and when it all came back together, it looked really good. So if you're two and seven, oh,
1: all right, so we all take a
2: Oh! And, and that, that that's a dirty word to put on the fortune that falls into your lap. But that would be the only reason that you would not bring him back from an ankle sprain. Yes. Would be,
1: but again, I, I just don't think Hoyer is going to drive the car into the bridge abutment. Damn it. I just don't. I don't, I don't, think, I don't think he's going to be scintillating. But, all right, he's going to go, hey, you know what? Remember this is Sunday, Andrew. Yeah. 21 for 34 for 267, a touchdown and a pick out there in Green Bay.
0: Oh, I will remember that when we talk to Tom Curran on NFL Sunday. I know he'll hit Merlone, Fourier, and Mego on Thursday, so we'll see uh, if that changes during the week. Tommy Curran of NBC Sports Boston on the Harbor One Hotline. Thank you, Tommy. We appreciate it, friend. We'll catch you soon.
1: All right, guys. Thanks for having me. See you. There there we go.
0: So he doesn't think that uh, Hoyer's going to drive it off the old exit ramp.